Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Fan 877-337-6666 is the number to call. We'll get to your calls in a second. I just want to mention baseball note real quick as we look ahead to spring training. Fleegs, by the way, have you looked at the schedule? You mapped everything out now with the timing of everything and all these games now where going to be some road trips possibly here, Mets and Marlins opening week, which is going to be nice. And then, you, you know, I know everybody likes to take those trips, so we look forward to that. But with the... Mets signing McNeil, you, I mean, whatever. It's, for him, it's great. $50 million. I know everybody would have thought he would have gotten a lot more, but he was going to be a free agent if he waited two years at age 33. But with the Mets now, it's at a point where you don't have to worry about them signing players or extending players. With Steve Cohen there, it's all changed. There would be for a while under prior ownership, oh, what's going to happen with DeGrom? What's going to happen with Wheeler or Harvey when these guys hit free agency or this guy or that guy? And you know they weren't going to be players in the free agent market. Well, those things are those days are over. That was the BC Mets. This is the AC Mets after Cohen where they actually are big-time players, if not the biggest players in free agency, where the Mets lock up their own guys if they want them. And McNeil, no problemo, $50 million, uh, four years, deal is done. Next up, Pete Alonso. And there's no need for concern if you're a Met fan because Steve Cohen is not going to let Pete Alonso go anywhere. It is just a matter of when and how much. That's it. A deal's getting done. Now, obviously, that would be the next deal to get done once you know they get McNeil's extension out of the way. They'll lock up Alonzo long-term, whether it's now, whether it's before the season, whether it's during the season, after this year, even if he hits free agency. There's no chance in hell Pete Alonzo will be leaving the New York Mets. No way. 
And that's a great feeling. So while fans, I know, get, oh, what about Polar Bear? And even me, I saw the McNeil news, and I said, well, when's Alonzo getting signed? But it's not something that we have to worry about anymore. As Met fans, you know that if there's a player Steve Cohen wants, he's going to go get him. And by the way, that extends for free agents as well. With Shohei. If he hits the open market, Steve Cohen's going to be the highest bidder. Simple as that. Doesn't mean he's going to come here, but he's going to be the highest bidder. It's just such a different feeling. If you remember to where the Mets were, and I know you do, whether you're a Yankee fan, Mets fan, doesn't matter. If you remember to what that felt like, not knowing if they were going to lock somebody up long-term, knowing that they weren't going to be involved in the free agent pool. It's a great feeling now. It's refreshing to know that no matter what, they're not losing these guys. DeGrom was the one example, and I think that there was other stuff going on there we talked about at the time. No need to speculate now on what exactly it is. Is You know, Buck told him, I guess Buck told a reporter that DeGrom spoke with him not too long ago and said that, uh, you know, there's more to the story. I'll let you know exactly what went on. Who knows? Who cares? It's over. DeGrom went to Texas. End of story. Bigger and better for the Mets, hopefully. But he also left because Cohen didn't want him at the number that he was getting. That won't be the case with Alonzo or anybody else for that matter. If he feels it's worth it, he's going to go out there and get him. 877-337-6666. Max is calling from Lakewood, New Jersey. What's up, Max? Hey, what's up, Sal? How are you, Max? Um, quick, quick couple of questions for you. First, do you think that the Kansas City Chiefs have a chance at the Super Bowl? Steve, uh, Seth is calling from Tinton Falls, New Jersey. What's up, Seth? Hey, what's going on? How are you, Seth? Uh, thanks for my first... What were we saying? How are you? Good. How about you? Great. It's actually my first time on the fan. I'm huge, uh, huge fan of the show, but um, thank you for having me. That's great. We appreciate you checking in. What's on your mind? Um, I'm just looking to talk about the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, signing Rodon was huge. I think that was great. I truly do believe that we have top three um, starting rotation and bullpen in the league. So I'm excited to see what we can do this year. Well, I mean, it should be a good year for the Yankees. The question is, how much better did they actually get? I'm with you with Rodon. I think that that was a huge move. They had to do that because they didn't do anything else. I mean, all they did was bring back Rizzo, bring back Judge. They didn't get a left fielder. Now Harrison Bader will be here for a full year. LeMayu sounds like he's going to be healthy. You hope that Glaber Torres, Josh Donaldson, I mean, Aaron Hicks, you hope that these guys can be better than they were a year ago. But And obviously they got the young guys coming up. You know, whether it's Peraza, Volpe eventually. So the Yankees are relying on young guns to get the job done as well. But they didn't really get much better as of right now. They got to go out there and prove it with some of these young guys. Otherwise, it's pretty similar to what we saw last year. Yeah, I totally agree. I was really hoping we signed Benintendi. Mm -hmm. I liked him a lot. I thought he was a good bat. Um, I'm kind of sick of this narrative of home run or strikeout. I truly do think we need more guys that just put the ball in play, like Ben Benintendi, Bader, LeMayu. But um, also another problem is just staying healthy. If these guys can stay healthy, it'll be interesting what we can do, but we kind of need as much help as we can in the lineup. 
Well, there's nothing they could do about the health part, right? I mean, it is what it is. Guys are going to get hurt. And remember, you had Judge healthy last year. He's a guy who's often been hurt. What happens if he goes down this year? And you have to expect, even if Judge plays, he's not going to put up the same numbers he did last year because that's almost impossible to do once, let alone to do it twice. But So you maybe get a drop-off there. Maybe you get an increase in production elsewhere. But John Carl Stanton's always hurt. I mean, we mentioned it with LeMayhew. So I don't... Yeah, obviously you have to stay healthy, but that's not something that they can control. What they can control is who they put on the team, and then the players themselves can control how they perform. Yankees go into the year, as of right now, when Aaron Hicks is their left fielder. Is that good enough? Oh, no way. I was actually at the game against the Rays when he totally just shut down Drops a couple fly balls, just got taken out. It, it was terrible. Yeah, so, I mean, I, look, the Yankees, they're going to be one of the best teams, Seth, and thank you for the call. We appreciate you checking in. Get back to us. They're going to be one of the best teams in baseball because they generally always are. But are they going to be good enough not only to beat the Astros but in their own division again where maybe the, the Blue Jays get better? Maybe the Rays have a little bit of a better season. I wouldn't anticipate Baltimore or Boston being, you know, legit threats. But, you know, we'll see what happens here with this Yankee club. They they should be one of the top teams. Even last year where we all felt like, eh, weren't good enough. Had those few months there where they were playing like the 98 Yankees. Then came back down to earth. Matter of fact, came crashing back down where they were bad, flat out bad after July for a couple of months. But... Get into the postseason, win their division, beat the Guardians, and they make it to the ALCS, but they get swept away. Did they close the gap enough with the Astros? I'm not so sure they did. Chris is calling from Carmel. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. How are you, man? How are you, Chris? Good to hear from you. Good. Yeah, I'm really pleased with that. I've talked to him a few times when he's on the board and when he uh, had a show. I was mm-hmm. just saying, you know, the one thing that struck me is the elephant in the living room, I don't think is Daniel Jones what he's worth. It, it, it's going to turn out the number we're all talking. He's a 32.5 uh, franchise head. So if it's 37 and a half, I, mean, it's, I don't think it's going over 40. That's how they structure the contract. But the elephant in the room is Kenny Galladay which we all, that's the easy one. Leonard Williams is scheduled next year to make $32.8 million as a defensive tackle. And if you look at it, I mean, between him and Galladay, they're on, they're on the hook for well, $49 gonna, million. Dollars. Well, they're going to cut would you, Galladay. Would you commit $48 million to no. Saquon and Danny Jones? I'd sign up for that any day, which is put you at that 37 and a half if they franchise um, Barkley, it's 10.5. It's the exact same number. Now, the problem is the dead cap hit on Williams and Galladay is like $36 million. So Oh, you think that, they're going to cut Williams? That's where they're in trouble. You think they're going to cut? I don't cut... think it's Galladay. I mean, I don't think it's uh, Daniel Jones and Barkley. You... I haven't Hold really on. heard anybody mention Leonard Williams. You, you... Well, why would that's you think they're going to cut Williams? You think they're cutting Leonard Williams? No, no, they can't. It's a $22 million cap. Oh, so, so they have the... to restructure again, is my point. They're going to kick the can down the road. That's their only option. Well, I mean, maybe they will with him. Hey, Galladay, so Galladay, they're going to cut, no no doubt about it. And what's his uh, dead cap hit this year after they cut him? On Galladay? Yeah. If they, if they release him after... Um, 
if they release him after June 1st, mm-hmm. I guess it was before June 1st, after, I think his dead cap hit would be like still like $13 million. Yeah, well, they're going to have to deal with that because there's no way they're keeping him on the team. So no, still, they can't. But, yeah. you know, that's what I wanted to see is like, I, I didn't realize Len Williams' contract was almost, thir- he's the he will be the third highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he's been, and now look, I mean, the defense obviously was not a great strength for this Giants team, but Williams on that defensive line has been um, you know, a great positive. He's been a good player. That was one of the things that Gettleman did right, making the acquisition yep. for Leonard Williams. So you put him no, alongside had- Dexter Lawrence, They, I mean, that's a powerful twosome right there. Oh, I agree, but I'm just saying I've not heard anybody, including myself or any of the the uh, personalities on the air, say, "Oh my God, we got 33 million committed to Leonard Williams next year." I've not yes. heard one person mention it. We're we're talking if, if Barkley's tagged, he's 10.5. If he extends, he'll be at 12 and a half or 13 tops. Like, I mean, that's peanuts compared to the situation they're dealing with. No, but and, uh, Leonard, yeah, yes, it may be peanuts, but we're talking about it with a running back. There's a big difference, so you're not going to extend Saquon Barkley. And by the way. I do think the Giants are going to end up keeping Barkley, but I would not pay him over the franchise tag. I would franchise tag him, and then, like I said, I'd try to get Daniel Jones on as team-friendly a deal as I can get. Now, I'm not looking at all these other players and what their numbers are exactly. We're focused on the main two guys, and thank you for the call, Chris, as always. Appreciate checking in. Fleegs, you said you brought this up on when you were doing a show the other day? Yeah, because, well, arguing with Giants fans, not Chris, because Chris was a much more sane caller. But the money for Lenny Williams comes into play when you factor in if they extend Daniel Jones, which we're all assuming is going to happen. Right, you're probably going to have to extend Dexter Lawrence. And when is that? The, now you're talking about they have to do that with this Lawrence? Year? Yeah, well, because yeah. he's going to be playing on the fifth year option right. next year. So, like all those guys, he'll hold out if you don't give him an extension. He's due for a payday. And then if you factor in Saquon too, yes, they're starting off with a lot of cap space. But then when you take in two, maybe three big money extensions plus whatever free agents Joe Shane might want to go out and be able to sign really for the first time, the Leonard Williams cap hit could become prohibitive when you factor in what they have to pay everybody else just to keep them. So then my question becomes, because we all know that winning in the NFL, and this is why the Jets are set up perfectly to go get Aaron Rodgers right now because look at all the other spots that they have on the team with the young draft picks playing well. Like, how is the timeline going to work out? We know that Joe Shane needs to hit on every draft, but this one in particular, and have young players come up and make a big impact, is that going to work out? You know, in these players, let's say in year two or three, start to come into their own, what does that mean for the guys that they already have here that are having success now three years down the road? Or Kayvon Thibodeau, for example, or whatever it may be. You know, they're kind of on an awkward timeline because they're paying the quarterback now, but still you know, in a spot where they're not close enough yet, right? I mean, the Giants are years away from being, at least a couple years away from being a legitimate, con- realistically. I, I know that. You know that. I said that Sunday, argued with Giants fans for a few hours. When you say that, Giants fans are going to argue with you because they're convinced that because of the division around this year, they're much closer than they really are. But we know, you and I know it, and Joe Shane knows it, I was just going to say, you know what know, Again, yeah. this is, these are guys that came over from the Bills who – in their first season under McDermott and that regime, went to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor, and they broke it down the year after that, knowing, no, we yeah, we inherited a couple pieces from the previous regime, enough to be a little bit better than the previous coaching staff and make the postseason. This is still a rebuild. Maybe. And the Giants are probably going to say some of the same things. Now, they're going to keep the quarterback. They believe in Daniel Jones more than the Bills did with Tyrod Taylor at the time. 
but a guy like Leonard Williams Maybe could come into play trade, because yeah. if they if he doesn't agree to a restructure and add a year or two to the deal and spread out the cap hit, then are you going to pay him $32 million this year on the cap hit or cut him for 25 in dead cap over the next two years? They but, might but decide to you, move on. Can, can you trade him or you don't think at that number he'd be tradable? Uh, you could if a team had a ton of cap space and wanted to take him now, on. Now, what's the rule with that? If you trade him, you don't deal with the dead cap space, right? So, no, some of these deals you do, yeah. Right, but uh, it'd be minimized? It depends on how it's broken down, but mostly a lot of that dead cap is going to stay with you. But wow. it's offset by then you getting compensation. Right, okay, but still. I mean, if you're trying to you know, have that cap space there, I mean, look. I I the, be- the-, the best thing for the Giants is that Leonard Williams agrees to a restructure and right now he's 29. He's getting paid for two more years, or he'll be 29 when next season starts for two more years. And you tack on another year, a third year. But Leonard Williams already has his money guaranteed. He might say, no, I'm not restructuring the deal. Most of these players do, though, when you give them that third year, if there's extra guarantees or extra cash up front. So he's a guy, the quarterback is evergreen. You're going to want him here through the long haul anyway. But Leonard Williams is a guy... You know, to the point we we're talking about before, Giants need help in other areas. Is he going to be worth what he's getting paid in two, three years from now? When and even somebody- if he is, can you afford to pay him what he's making and Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence what right. he's going to make? Two defensive linemen, as much well, as the we Jets pass rushers in the D line, can you afford to pay both of those guys? Most teams would tell you no. Right, well, there's a reason Leonard Williams was available from the Jets. I mean, good player, obviously, and, and got better with the Giants, of course, but. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I didn't look at it that uh, that way, Fleas. Good job looking into that. Joe, bottom it's line, another parting gift from Dave Gettleman. Right. Which is line, why Giants fans don't like to hear it, that Dave Gettleman put you in a bad spot for years. And Joe Shane is going to have to still dig them out of it. I mean, you think, look, they even said it in their postseason press conference. They even said it where, look, it's not easy to get back here. Well, you know, it's, we don't want to have unrealistic expectations or whatever said, I'm paraphrasing, but basically it was that it's not easy to get back to this point. Just because we made it here now does not mean next year we're going to exceed where we've where we went this year. It doesn't doesn't necessarily mean, oh well they did this in year one, that means year two they're going to the Super Bowl or the championship game. It doesn't work like that. Like twenty three or twenty four percent of the Giants cap money for two thousand twenty three right now is going to Leonard Williams and Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay right. complete you know well, they're going to cut him. Empty, they're going to cut him, but yeah. they're still, like Chris was saying, like dead 14 money, or yeah. $15 million in dead cap, which is going to impact and restrict what Joe Shane can do. All the Giants fans are talking about build on this team you currently have, which gr- sounds great in theory, but in reality, he's not going to be able to do it yet the way you want him to. And whatever jump the Giants might not take next year is not the fault of Joe Shane. Correct. He, you got to give him time. It's year one. The expectations now are going to be unrealistic because of what the Giants accomplished this year. I'm not saying I don't I think they're going to be a bad football team, but they're still rebuilding here toward what they hope can be a consistent Super Bowl contending team, which is very hard to do in today's NFL. So Joe Shane, let him go to work, and he's going to have some tough decisions to make. But, yeah, we focus on Daniel Jones, and you know Jones is going to be here. Barkley's an interesting one. I don't think they want to lose Saquon Barkley, but he can easily be replaced if you let him go and just draft a running back in the third round, fourth round, whatever it may be, and then you don't have to pay him. We're down to 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Starts. Yes. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. What a move by Starks. 
When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Ballon got it back on the fan. 877-337-6666. Love this song. Talking whatever's on your mind in the world of sports on this Wednesday morning. Looking ahead to Super Bowl. What the hell is it? 57? Super Bowl 57? Where did I see... Uh, somebody was talking about Super Bowl 58 today. I was like, 58? Calm down. Uh, can we get through this Super Bowl? Well, let's, I mean... Blinking, it'll be time. 60. Yeah, I know. Which is crazy because I remember 50 well. I was like, wow, Super Bowl 50. Where Do we know where Super Bowl 60 is? Do we have the next Super Bowls lined up? I mean, I know they used to do that. I we- think it, there's New Orleans after these next two. I don't know if that's 59 or 60, though. Let's see what we got here. Super Bowls. Hosting, uh, who knows what the championship games eventually where um, where they may be. Uh, I think we got it right here. All right, so we got this is no last one we have is fifty nine. That's in New Orleans. What are we? Uh, oh, right. But then next year is at Allegiant Stadium. So that's in Vegas. Yeah. All right. So this year is Arizona, then Vegas, then New Orleans. Right. Okay. So that and that's fifty nine. So they haven't announced 60 yet. Okay. And when do they do that? They must do it years out, years in advance. I mean, if we already know 59, right. we'll probably get 60 in the Soon. next couple months, you would yeah. think. Are you excited about Rihanna at all? Yeah, we haven't seen her perform in forever. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I mean, nobody I know is looking forward to it more than Stuart, but my it's wife... It's weird, though. Like, how do you, does she mix in Lift Me Up? It's her newest song. It's from a huge movie. What movie? The, for, it's from Wakanda Forever. Oh, I don't even know if I'm familiar with this. That's the Black Panther sequel. No, no, that I oh, know. You, you we know saw the song, though, right? I saw the movie, love the movie. Right. I don't know the song. The song played in, at the end. Um, I mean, I'm sure I've and heard it. You but... know, it's been on the radio for a while because it's the first Rihanna song in years. Hmm. Who listens to the radio? Not me. Usually, it's the if I'm listening to music, it's the iPad or the uh, iPod. You understand what medium you're on right now, right? No, I get that. A sports talk, yes. Um... Matter of fact, I listen to the Odyssey app, free Odyssey app. So I could get music on there. I could get talk shows on there, podcasts on there, get everything on there. That's if what I you, listen to. If you know the song, it's a little bit, it's, you know, slower. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you think she's going to do that or? I don't know. May, maybe just. Last year like was Dre and Snoop and Eminem, right? Was that last year that we had Dre, Snoop and Eminem? Yeah, that was last year. And then I don't even remember who, man, I'm losing my mind. I don't even remember who it was before that. Um, but Was I'm that looking- J-Lo Shakira? Was that two years ago? Mm, good question. When was the last time Taylor Swift did it? She's never done it. Really? What about uh, Katy Perry? When was it? She did it a while ago, right? 2014, was, maybe? I think she was the Seahawks yeah, Patriots. Yeah, Patriots, one. right. Okay, I remember that, Seahawks Patriots. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm looking forward to Rihanna. I had my wife go, because we're going away next week, and then we're having a Super Bowl party, so we got to get on the stuff now. And she was shopping for the plates and things like that. They didn't have the Eagles plates. I'm like, I don't want those Eagles plates anyway. Just get the standard Super Bowl 57 gear and we're ready to go. 
um, with that. But I forget what the hell, who I was talking to was like, oh, yeah, Super Bowl 15. I was like, whoa, whoa, relax. One at a time here. Let's not push it to 60. Super Bowl 60. Man, think about how old I'll be then. Scary. I don't want to get there. Super Bowl, which Super Bowl will the Jets be in, Fleegs? If they get Rodgers, 58. Well, there you go. Super Bowl 58 for the Jets. Love to see it. 58 or 59. Be pretty cool if it were Super Bowl 60. I'm sure they're going to do, you know, similar to what we saw last time with, with 50, but, I mean, 60 years of the Super Bowl. And I'm sure they're waiting to announce where that's going to be because it'll be a special one. But, anyway, 877-337-6666. Simon is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Simon? Uh, uh. Yo, Sal, what's up? How's it going? How are you, Simon? I'm doing good. Um, I just want to make some Yankee points. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to talk about third base and left field originally, but I guess we could kind of figure out a solution for that. Hopefully Cabrera wins a job in the spring. Hopefully we can get DJ playing third instead of Josh Donaldson and that atrocious bat. Um, well, I'm Glaber, more worried, actually. Who do you want at second, Glaber? Yeah, Glaber, because Glaber's second half was actually pretty good. Um, the numbers weren't bad for mm-hmm. him, and he's up. So I, I wouldn't mind running that back one more year, and he's a candidate to get traded, especially if Volpe comes up, you know, at the deadline. Right. And we could have Peraza and him up there at second and, at second and short. Um, but my real concern is center field and catcher. People aren't talking about this enough. Harrison Bader's a career 230. What is he, he bad in his career? I mean, he had a great postseason, no doubt about it. But his actual long-term regular season numbers aren't that good hitting-wise. But, and we know, yeah. but you know he's not there for his offense. Well, that's true, but they, the offense has to come from somewhere. I'm saying outside of Rizzo, Judge, and Stanton, and hopefully LeMayu, we, we need someone else to step up. There's going to have to be another guy to compete with, let's say, Houston's 1-7 through seven, or Toronto's new improved lineup, you know? Well, uh, by the way, was the Garden what, – what am I watching tonight? Was the Garden yellow and purple? I mean, I keep seeing TNT show these highlights. Um, anyway, uh, I'm sorry to get distracted right there. I was just looking at some highlights from the Knicks and uh, Knicks Bro, let's and not talk about that Knicks game. We, we can't go back. No, I know, Julius but if – Randall if, taking that last shot. Yeah, it's God. terrible. I know. Put the ball in Brunson's hand, for goodness sake. Um, what, what does the man have to prove? Brunson's yeah. him. Well, it's just stu- – <laughs> Brunson's him. Oh, I love it. Anyway, back to the Yankees. So here's where you get offense from. At least one of the other spots. It's not just going to be Judge and Stanton and Rizzo and LeMayhew. And obviously you need those guys to stay healthy. But they can't just have left field be vacant. You can't get no offense from center field, left field, third base, second base, catcher. Like so they, They've right. got to be able to get production or shortstop. They've got to be able to get production offensively from at least two or three of those other spots, right? No, 100%. And, and it's like we got, we got left with the same team from last year that just didn't hit in the playoffs. Like, what are we doing here? Well, that's part of the problem where you also have to expect that Aaron Judge is not going to have as good a year as he did last year statistically. There's no way, right? Well, no, there is no way. I mean, you how, how could you expect that? This this year was historic. You think Judge is going to do that again? I'm not so sure that There's that's no the way. case. I, I I don't even think Judge thinks he could do that again. Correct. So say he now look, he's going to try, but I don't think he oh, could do sure. it again. So let's say he falls off. Even if he has 50 homers, it's still a significant drop off. So let's say Judge falls off a little bit. Maybe LeMayu picks it back up. All right, you're still basically in the same spot. So where exactly, outside of Rodon, did the Yankees get better? And he's replacing. We, we really you know, didn't. Well, that's okay. So th- that's, that's a real problem. Right. Sal, I actually thought of this today. We did improve in, in two areas. We gave up human batting practices in Chapman and Chad Green. 
So at least we know that, you know, in the seventh inning, we're not going to be giving up home runs automatically. So at least he got that out of the way. But Addition by, subtract, that, uh, by subtraction yeah. with those two guys? Yeah, I mean, the, the, he was brutal, Chad Green. I feel like it gets overshadowed by how much success he had early on, how bad he was at the end of his tenure. Yeah, he was throwing fat pitches left and right. They were just getting tatted all over the ballpark. I'm with you on that. And look, maybe the Yankee bullpen will be significantly better, addition by subtraction, as you said. I love the Rodon signing. I thought they needed to make that move to take their rotation to another level. Not that their rotation was a weak link last year, but now you push Nestor back, you push Sevy back, and you have a powerful top four in that right. rotation. So I maybe like Montas could be that guy. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you don't believe in him, huh? No, you know he's already uh, dealing with a shoulder issue to start the year, right? Oh, is he going to be out now? Yeah, he's. Uh, I believe he's ten weeks behind his normal Are routine. You kidding me? So he expect him to miss the first. Oh I would God. think at least ten. I think ten weeks was the number that I heard with Montas. But yeah, he's oh he's a problem. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to have to deal with domestic abuser Domingo Harmon again? Uh, I would I, assume. I can't do with him. I would assume. Uh, now look, forget about what he did uh, off the field because obviously, if we were going based off of that, he should never pitch again in the big leagues. One hundred percent agree. But yeah. but being that he is on the team and a lot, you know, paid his penalty and suspension and all that, and came back on the team, he's not a bad fifth starter. If that's what we're looking right. at for the Yankees here, but I and mean, look, they have some young options as well. The bullpen, you know, like you said, with some young options there as well, replacing Chapman. And Green, Yanks are going to be good. It's just a matter of, Simon, how much better they're going to be from last year and how much did they right. close the gap with the mm-hmm. Astros because you assume some other teams got better as well. Toronto definitely did. Toronto picked right. up some nice lefty bats, and, and we're going to have to compete with them in the division next year. Maybe Toronto was what we thought they were going to be. Good call, Simon. Appreciate checking right. in. Thank you, Sal. Good night. Take care. Yep, good luck to your Yanks. I look forward to talking to you during the season. That's some good stuff right there from Simon. Get me pumped up about baseball season going around the Yankees. They did not necessarily get better. And neither did the Mets. Both these teams, for all the hype in the offseason, talking about all the moves that they made, it was mostly about staying together. Not getting, it's not that they didn't get better, they didn't get worse. That was the offseason. Well, at least the Yankees and Mets didn't get worse this offseason. Jimmy is calling from Jersey City. What's up, Jimmy? What up, Sal? Good morning. I, I, I keep telling these Yankee people, there is no spot for DJ LeMayu. <laughs> there is no spot for him. Seriously, where's no. he playing? He's, he could play third over Donaldson. Or no, he Donaldson, the you already heard Cashman. Donaldson's our third baseman. No, you, you'd rather have Donaldson than DJ LeMayu? Are you out of your mind? Sal, Sal, DJ, DJ put up, Donaldson put up numbers. DJ put up nothing. You can go look that up yourself. I don't have to tell you that. Don- DJ did nothing. Donaldson put up numbers. Awful numbers. He put numbers. up 17 homers, 56 RBIs. D- DJ hit 12 homers, 42 RBIs. He, so was, hurt. Right have. he was hurt, but in LeMahieu's game is... He was hurt nothing. We never heard how he, he got was, hurt. We never heard. He was hurt, and he's not a power hitter. Donaldson's Sal, a power hitter. Numbers, Sal, I'm a Yankee fan. You're a Mets fan. I should know this. Jimmy, Jimmy, that has nothing to do with it. Stop with that bull crap. You're a Yankee fan. I'm a Mets fan. Well, then you should have a clue as to what's going on. I hung up on him because of the Yankee fan, Mets fan stuff. Like, that, that means nothing. If you claim to be a Yankee fan, and I know that you are, then you should know better. Josh Donaldson's a power hitter that put up 17 home, 17 home runs and 56 ribbies. And you're comparing him to DJ LeMayu, who's an average hitter. 
He's a guy that's going to hit the ball and put it in play and hit for a high average when he's healthy. So you're wrong. I don't care if you're a Yankee fan. You're wrong. Well, Mayu's a better hitter, better player than Josh Donaldson. Always was and will be moving forward. Now, if you don't like him, that's fine. You'd rather have Josh Donaldson at third, whatever. But what about Glaber Torres? You think Glaber Torres is very good at second base? They're going to, as long as LeMahieu is healthy, they're going to find a spot for him. LeMahieu, one of the rare guys on the Yankees that could actually hit in the clutch. I don't know why you have this hatred for DJ LeMahieu. If you're frustrated with the fact that he's always hurt in the last couple of years, that's a different story. But to say that Donaldson put up numbers, what numbers did he put up that you like? You, I mean, are you big into strikeouts? Is that your thing? I mean, you're a Yankees fan, so I guess you're big into strikeouts? That was fun. We did the whole Yankees thing. Donaldson last year was borderline embarrassment, if not just flat-out embarrassment and total disappointment. And Cashman's going to run it back with him. Donaldson had 50, uh, 15 homers. 15. He had 26 the year before with Minnesota. You're okay with that? And you're knocking LeMayu, but the guy was hurt all year long. And what do you expect? He's been hurt for the last couple of years. And by the way, even with LeMayu being hurt, he hit three fewer home runs than your boy Donaldson. So what numbers are you talking about that Donaldson put up that's better than LeMayu, being the Yankee fan that you are? What numbers exactly did he put up? What, a two twenty two batting average? About 40 points less? 40 points worse than LeMayu? 15-62-222. LeMayu... 12, 46, 261. Neither of them had a good year. But LeMayu was banged up. What's Donaldson's excuse? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sanchez gets hit, the ball is loose, and it's alive. And then going into the end zone is Steve Gregory. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And it was the backside of Brandon Moore that knocked the ball out. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Back on the fan, of course, LeBron's first triple-double of the season comes at the world's most famous at the expense of the Knicks. Lakers get the 129-123 win in overtime. Knicks botched the final possession of regulation, of course. But you see LeBron didn't want to play in Brooklyn. Anthony Davis, a little maintenance day, a little rest day. And then they go out there and show out at the Garden. Nice job by LeBron and company, but... Well, the Knicks just failing again to be able to put together a competent final possession when they still have a point guard. All those years, even if they had Melo, they were still bad with the final possessions. J.R. Smith and Carmelo Anthony, and that was the closest they got to being decent with it because they actually had a closer with Carmelo. But with Randall, I get the ball out of his hands. Why are you putting the ball in Randall's hands ever? Ever. Have somebody get him the ball. Don't give him the ball to start. Give it to Brunson. Let him make the decision with it. Anyway, the, the Knicks' futility is just never ceases to amaze. 877-337-6666. Steven is on Long Island. What's up, Steven? Hi. How you doing, Sal? Great, Steven. How are you? Great. So I wanted to ask you, what pieces do you think the Giants would have to fix to have a better playoff run next year? What do you mean, what pieces do, would they have to fix? You're talking about what I mean, areas? What positions, what, what areas do they have holes in that need to get well, offensive, offensive a, line could be better. They need definitely. Yeah, to me, I would look to still get more of a. I mean, they got to be able to get to the quarterback. And Kayvon Thibodeau runs his mouth a lot, but I don't think he's enough. I That's think they true. Like they, like about the 49ers last night. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, on Twitter, that going at it, it was stupid. Yeah, okay, the that Giants are better stupid. than Niners. It was stupid, but anyway, it's not just Thibodeau. They need a better pass rush. They need better linebackers. They could use upgrade in secondary as well. 
Um, so, I mean, you look at it, the Giants, I think it's a lot of areas. They need impact. Right. They need a couple more impact players on defense, and obviously they, they could use help at wide receiver or potentially tight end. You know, offense, and like I said, offensive line. So it's going to be, you can't do all that in one offseason. It's true. It's gonna it's gonna have to be a build up. Also, do you think they should try to get a better quarterback with then Daniel Jones or are you a keeper? No, he did have a good game against the Vikings, but against the Eagles, not well, not well, so much. Well, let me ask you: Where are you getting better than Daniel Jones? If you're the Giants, you know, you could technically pursue Rodgers or Lamar. Well, Rodgers is not going to want to come to the Giants twofold because the Packers said they're not going to trade him in the NFC, and number two, the oh, Giants right, aren't ready. Yeah. The Giants aren't ready to go compete for a Super Bowl. So I don't think that's an option as far as Rodgers goes. Who would you say is next? Lamar? Technically. Yeah, I mean, well, what is Lamar Jackson going to get? Let's say the Ravens said, you know what? We've decided we're going to let Lamar Jackson walk. What do you think he's going to get per year on the open market? 35? No, he's going to get more than that. But but my point is, Fleeks, what do you think Lamar is going to get on the open market? We talking 50 million a year? It's so tough with Lamar because he wants the guarantees like Deshaun Watson, and he's not going to get that, but he could settle for more guaranteed, less per year. But closer to that 45-50 range just as a a baseline than like the 35-40. He's in that next tier. Okay, so that brings me to the point, Stephen, where would you rather pay Lamar Jackson, let's just say, $45 million a year or Daniel Jones almost $40 million a year? I would stick with the Daniel Jones. Wow. So you would. I, I think the Giants should stick with Daniel Jones, and I think they will. However, if I could get Lamar Jackson for the same price... I mean, Lamar Jackson's a better, more impactful quarterback. Now, he's different, and I would worry about his health holding up. But if I'm... Right, that's a problem. Well, I, I'd rather have Daniel Jones at $30 million. If I'm, if, if it's only a 5 to $10 million difference, I mean, I, I, I think you'd have to go with Lamar Jackson. If all th- Forget about money. If all things were equal, you could have both guys for the same price. Who are you going with? I guess Lamar. He is a better quarterback outside the pocket. Well, I mean, he's one of the best running quarterbacks the sport has ever seen, if not the best running quarterback the sport has ever seen. You worry about him throwing the football, but there are questions about Daniel Jones with that as well, different reasons. But still, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like Lamar is the more proven, better quarterback, and if all things were equal, you'd have to take him over Daniel Jones. Come on. Right. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's hypothetical. Lamar's not going anywhere. At least the Ravens say that. And Daniel Jones is going to be a giant long term. And one more thing, um, the last caller with the G, uh, with the DJ LeMayo and um, Donaldson, um, in the playoffs, Donaldson struck out literally almost every single time he was at the plate. So I don't understand why the Yankees' problem is striking out. Anyone wants Donaldson who could barely hit over DJ LeMayo. It do- no, it doesn't make any sense. And Jimmy's usually, exactly. and, and thank you for the call, Stephen. Appreciate you checking in. You know, Jimmy is a big Yankee fan, as he'll tell you. So I don't know why he hates LeMayhew, which LeMayhew, when healthy, provides the Yankees, to your point, Stephen, with something that they don't get elsewhere. Now, again, it's been a very disappointing year. I mean, LeMayhew should be hitting 350, not 260. But the reports are now he feels healthy, ready to go. And look, we'll see spring training in a couple of weeks. As we have now turned to February, February 1st, About two weeks from today, I believe, pitchers and catchers report, or whatever it is, that week, roughly 14 days from today. 
pitchers and catchers report, and we'll get a look and see how healthy some of these guys are. But there's no doubt they need LeMayu to be a main contributor. Now, Marco is a big Giants fan, as you guys well know. Would you, Marco, which Cole just brought up, I thought it was interesting, hypothetical. Would you, all things considered equal, or actually not equal, let's start with this way. If Lamar Jackson gets $45 million a year, Daniel Jones gets $40 million a year, which quarterback would you rather have? Lamar Jackson's the better quarterback by far. My concern is the injuries. Right. But then again, Daniel Jones has had his own problems with that, so I'd probably roll the dice and go Lamar Jackson. Yeah, like if the money's... That similar. That's what's crazy, right? Lamar Jackson's probably going to get over $40 million a year. He's yeah. probably going to get $45 million. Daniel Jones, I say under 35 still. Fleek says over 35 But reality, he's probably going to be... I think he's going to be right around at 35 Ooh. is about the number. Right. All right, so Lamar at... Would you rather have Lamar at 45 or Jones at 35 um, I would think that Jones at 35 would probably be three years. Lamar at 45 would lot. probably be like six or seven. Right. So I'd probably in that scenario go Daniel, Daniel Jones simply because, again, shorter amount of time, a little bit more money to work with under the cap, and they both have injury issues. And if all things are equal, you're going Lamar. Oh, yeah. No, Lamar Jackson is the better quarterback. That's right. not, I, I, that's not no, a doubt. But I don't Daniel know. Jones had a better season. Right. Lamar Jackson is the better quarterback. I think if you factor in everything, though, it is an interesting question. Now, again, totally hypothetical. It's not going to happen. But if the Ravens did say, you know what, we can't come to an agreement, he's a free agent, you're the Giants. You actually you, you should consider it. Now, the other thing is, too, the Giants aren't ready to necessarily go win a Super Bowl right now. So are you investing in Jackson, who's a win-now player, meaning that his style of play, where he's already being injured, that's not going to last very long. I get that, but here's the thing. When you can find your quarterback and he's not 40 years old, you find your quarterback. I don't care where you are right? because that's the hardest thing to find. So once you get that, once you have your quarterback in place, and I know I got him for five, six, seven years and I'm comfortable there, I can build the rest around it. I The hardest part is to say, where are you behind You know, once you snap the ball? Because if you're not comfortable with your quarterback, no matter what you do right. with the rest of your team, you're not going to win. I don't think the difference in the two players is as big as it may seem because of Lamar's injury history. Like, if if Lamar wasn't injured, different story. No question about who's the more proven winner. No no question about who's the more explosive player, more game-changing player. However, there are issues with his health, as that's been proven the last couple years. His style of play is, like he's a running back essentially playing the quarterback position, so you worry about health even more. And there were questions about throwing the football. Like, who do you trust throwing the football more, Daniel Jones or Lamar Jackson? Uh, I don't think there's much difference there. I really don't think. If, so. if anything, I'd probably honestly, I'd probably side with Daniel Jones. Yeah, but I don't think it's by. I don't think it's a lot. I think Lamar Jackson gets slighted a little bit in his throwing ability. I, I don't think it's as bad as everyone seems to make it sound, and I don't think he's just a running quarterback. And on the other side of it, Daniel Jones got through his first season where he didn't get hurt. Right. This is the first time. Right. That's Played true. four years. Every year he's had an issue, including a neck issue that was a mystery to everybody at the end of the year, and he missed whatever, four or five games. Nobody knew what the hell was wrong with him. And going into his training camp, it was like, hey, you still can't touch him. So I'm not 100% sold that Daniel Jones' injury history, and he runs the football quite a bit, and now we see with Brian Dable right. and, Mike, and Mike Kafka, he's going to have to run the ball more and more. Who's to say? And he's built even slighter. 
yeah. than Lamar Jackson. Who's to say well, Daniel he's a Jones? Bigger, you know, he's a bigger body than Lamar he's Jackson. He's really not. You don't think so? He's really not. Well, what's what do we go? Well, let's go to the measuring tape here. No, what? I think Jackson's a bigger dude. No way. Yeah, I do. Then he's Daniel definitely. Jones? I think he's taller. Yeah, I, I want to say Lamar Jackson's got to be like six five, right? Well, okay, which one are you looking up, Fleeks? I'll look up. No, the other Lamar one. Jackson is six two two twelve. Daniel Jones six five two twenty one. Yeah, all right. So all right, well, two twelve to two twenty one, and he's got three inches on him. Right. So Jones is actually yeah, thinner. So, uh, Lamar's a little bit. Bigger. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. Lamar Jackson's thicker. Like, when I look, right. I, I didn't realize he was 6'2". I thought he was 6'4", 6'5". Looking more as a, a running back type build, you're saying, yeah, with Jones the thickness. Jones is slim. Yeah. I, I slim. Oh, Jones is a, I mean, he's a, and, he stands in that pocket tall when he's back there. It's not a problem. It's not like I'm knocking Jones. Again, whenever you compare somebody, it always feels like you're knocking somebody. I'm not knocking Daniel Jones. No, I heard what you said. Daniel Jones sucks. I heard But he's a guy that has had his injury issues. He's asked to run the football more and more. He's going to run it more and more to, for him to be the player that he was, and he's not exactly the biggest guy in the world. So let me ask you then, if you're the Giants organization, and again, I know this is at least for the moment a hypothetical, but there is a scenario where Lamar Jackson could shake free as a free agent here. If you're a team that needs a quarterback, and Lamar Jackson, one of the best quarterbacks in the game, are, are the Giants not doing their due diligence by going to make a run at him? I would investigate, but again, I think the difference is Daniel Jones at, say, $35 million for three years, Lamar Jackson at 45 to $50 million at six or seven years. If that's the scenario and that's the case, then I'm hedging my bet and saying I can win with Daniel Jones. I'm going to go with that with the, the, the less money and, more importantly, less years. Right. Because I'm a little afraid of both of them getting hurt. I don't want to invest no longer commitment. $350 million for Lamar Jackson because he's looking for six, seven years guaranteed. What numbers, Fleegs, you have, you're right about that. And risk with the injuries, obviously, the longer you go, the more risk there is. What numbers do you have as far as these games missed for these guys, Fleegs? So for the two guys in their careers, Daniel Jones, since becoming the starter, has missed seven games due to injury. There was, like, the game where they played Eli, and then there was obviously the game this year. Whoa, that game they played Eli, he was hurt. He was, they didn't okay. play Eli just to play Eli. He was hurt. So then this is going to be eight, because I took out the game this year, because obviously Week 18 this year was not right injury. Right. So he then has missed eight games due to injury in four years. Lamar Jackson has missed nine in five years. Wow. So Jones missed more. And keep in mind, that Still, first year he wasn't the starter until... Uh, what was it, week four or five? Right. Until they pulled uh, Eli? Week four, because I think he came in during week three. Didn't he? He played 13 and started 12 that year. Because Lamar Jackson did not miss a game due to injury. Now, was that counting postseason? Because Jackson's out missed what? Two no, postseason? so you would right, so you would add two games for Lamar Jackson. Or so, no, sorry. No, you wouldn't because you would just add one because they didn't well, make the postseason. Last year, they didn't make the playoffs so last year. Because so you would he make didn't, it, right. right. Ten games in five years. And my issue is not necessarily with the number of games, although that is interesting there. It's about the actual injury to Lamar. And the length. When Lamar gets hurt, he's out. serious injuries. Daniel Jones, only one of the times was the injury serious last year with the neck, where he didn't come back that year. Right. Right. What was the other one? The ankle? I forget. This year he had an ankle, and I give him credit because he came back. Well, the neck we thought could be career-threatening. The the neck was scary because nobody knew what was wrong with him, and then nobody would say anything, and then again, nobody could touch him until preseason. And it was kind of like, what are we doing? So he got through the season, so that's great. Hopefully that's not an issue. This year he had the ankle injury. It gets the Bears. He left the game. Tyrod Taylor came in, got a concussion. He left. Jones came back, couldn't really move. They did a lot of wildcat, but he played the next week in London against Green Bay, and he got it through and he played well. 
Jackson with the knees, though. Jackson with the knee is scary, obviously, because it's the same knee, if I'm not mistaken, two years in a row. That's dangerous, especially when you get a guy that, as he gets a little bit older, and he's, I don't want to say he runs with reckless abandon. That's unfair. It's just that he runs... Right. When he's not concerned about his health. He's the running well, back. He tries to get year. the yards. I don't remember the play Lamar got hurt on last year, but the one this year, it wasn't a run. He was standing in the pocket, and he just got, like, someone fell on him the wrong way. He was just standing upright, and somebody went into him, and the knee kind of buckled in the wrong way. But if you are putting your body, I mean, there's a reason why quarterbacks used to stay in the pocket. There's right. a reason why. Right. I Now, I understand the sport has evolved. But the reason was to keep those guys healthy and upright, keep them out of harm's way. Now where you have almost every quarterback, almost every quarterback in the league, runs with it, they're they're asking to get hurt. Now Lamar Jackson is a, more of a runner than any quarterback in the NFL right now. He, the, the amount of hits that he's taking, like, you have to take that into account where running backs wear down, right? Yes, but here's the thing. If you're asking every other quarterback to do the same, do you want the guy that does it the best? Because right. every quarterback is put in that situation now, and Daniel Jones may run it more than Lamar Jackson at this well, point. Well, that's why I think Jones is an excellent comp. Because and on top good. of that, like, I mean, this is the year Daniel Jones ran the most, right. and this was the year where he dealt with the fewest amount of injuries. Like, you're still taking hits when you stay in the pocket, especially if you're someone like Daniel Jones, who for all or most of his career played behind a bad offensive line. You're taking a lot of hits. We just saw Brock Purdy was in the pocket. Right, he got right. hit on Sunday. He's out of the game. So, you know, you're still taking the hits. You might just be taking them in a different area. They might be more upper body hits. Again, Lamar was standing in the pocket and a defensive lineman going to try to bring him down, tackle them by the legs. Right. We know they don't like the – they try to get rid of the low hits, but they're still very much a part of a game. You might be more likely to get hurt that way now. Injuries, no doubt, can happen in the pocket, outside of the pocket, but I guess just the wear and tear – on a player who plays like a running back. when he's I think running, it's more worrying that you're saying wear and tear, the decline of the skills because of that, yeah, like a running back, than it is right, injured. Well, that's right. my point. Like with Saquon, or whatever, running back, pick a running back, year five, yeah. six, it's like there's a cliff. Oh, it's fair. If Lamar Jackson plays the game like a running back, the cliff is going to be there for a, for him as a quarterback more so than any other. No doubt. And I think, uh, honestly, I think the NFL is starting to get to a point. Now, we're not there yet. I, this is going to evolve still a little bit more, in my opinion. I feel like the NFL is almost looking at the quarterback as kind of that running back position. I feel like they're looking at it now where part of it's because of the money, but most of it's because they're looking at it as a dual threat. They're not looking at quarterbacks that are going to play 20 years anymore. I don't right. think they have that in their mindset. Oh, I have my franchise guy for 20 years, and let's keep him healthy, and we'll move forward. I think they look at it and go, you know what? You can play well for three or four or five years. Great. If we run you into the ground, so be it. We'll get somebody else, and we'll figure it out again. Yeah, because So then we'll Sal's initial regime. question was, what, like five or six years for Lamar? He's four months older than Daniel Jones. So they're about the same age. Mm-hmm. If you're saying Jones for three to four years or Lamar five to six, does he fall off that cliff well, in six years, or is it eight years and you feel confident giving him this first contract? You say five to six. I don't think Lamar Jackson signs a five to six. He's getting deal. more than that. I don't. Th- I don't believe he signs that deal. You think he's getting what seven, eight? Uh, yeah, I, I don't buy that. Especially well, too, because in this he's, scenario, he's on the free agent market. You can't tell me that somebody's not going to come and blow him out correct. of the water. 
Correct. There is no way you're going to get him on the cheap. I don't think the Ravens let him become a free agent. Right. They would franchise him before they get to that point because they got nowhere else to go. But in this scenario, they say, you know what? The hell with it. We're done with you. You don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. We can't come to grips. You know what? Go Multiple find it somewhere. Multiple teams are going to be yeah. calling. There's gonna, you're going to have to outbid. So right. you're talking about guaranteed money, probably seven to eight years minimum just to get him in your building. But has any QB outside of Patrick Mahomes gotten that? I mean, Watson got five and it was all guaranteed. Josh Allen only got six. We haven't seen the quarterbacks get those kind of years. And they the also NFL don't get on the free market, though, What did though, Vic, you remember, what, I know we're going back a while. Vic got a monster contract before he went to jail. Now, he's a good comp because a similar style to Lamar Jackson. Yes and I know no, it was a long but, time ago. Right, but he got that with Atlanta. His team that he was on, he was not a free agent. Oh, you're saying if you hit When's the open market, When's the last time right? we see a guy that's in the prime who's actually somebody that's sought after Get to free agency. What kind of cousins was it? Cousins. I was just going to say, what kind of garbage money did Kirk Cousins get? And he wasn't even that good. Cousins with the Jets and the Vikings. You get somebody. All you need is one team. But if you're talking about an MVP who's in his prime, you're telling me there's not like five, six, seven, eight teams. No, there should be. And Cousins only signed a three-year deal that first time. The money was crazy, but it was only three years. Right. There's no Which way. Which was what, $30 million a year? Three years, $84 million. So he it was reset just under. the market. But again, that's five years ago. That was like right. resetting the market No, the it, would be, it would be ridiculous now. And I guess that's why you know and, per year is different. But it's just weird if you look at, okay, well, Daniel Jones is a $40 million a year quarterback. Well, what's Lamar Jackson then? If Jones is getting 40, not only is he getting Lamar getting more years, he's getting a lot more per. Which is where I I think this is where the Giants are kind of stuck in that no man's land of. You need to keep Daniel Jones, but you can't get blinded by, well, this is what they pay quarterbacks. No. You have to figure out a, a line, and I think they also have to look at it and go, look, you want 35, 34 million or whatever, we'll give you two, three years. Right. You want 27, we'll, we'll give, give you more. six. Right, 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 right. You know, like, what do you want to do? Because I'm Agreed. not giving you 35, 40 million dollars to give you seven years. That's not going to happen. And You're you, going to walk away at that point. And then you play the game where somebody else may come in and get him for that. But I'm with you. I think Daniel Jones back with the Giants is the right move at the right price. You cannot overextend for right. a guy who's. You know, you yeah, he may be top 15, marks. right? He may be top 15, but he's not the guy. And if you have other options out there, maybe explore them. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 